0: Hi, everyone. This is the Power of Storage podcast, and I'm Mick Turner. I hope everyone's doing well. Now, today, we're talking to Justin Jones, one of my marketing colleagues on the VX Rail side of the house. How Hi, Justin. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Mick. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for cool. having me, and, and uh, good morning to you.
0: <laughs> uh, good morning to you, too, and thanks for joining us. Um, now, I know my partner in crime, Ian Brightner, was here uh, last week. He gave a great overview of VxRail and HCI with Jeremy Merrill. So uh, if you want to check that out, please do. And that was a really good grounding, I think, in preparation for this discussion where we're going to dive a little deeper into uh, our most recent launch. So maybe you could just give us a quick overview of what that covers.
1: Absolutely, I'm, I'm excited to. You know, five years ago or so, we introduced VxRail Uh, into our customers' data centers, and and we asked them to kind of reimagine what they could do with a hyper-converged infrastructure. And today, we're gonna ask them to do that same thing. We wanna take a look at how we can reimagine agility with the introduction of new nodes. We want to take a look at how we can reimagine transformation and flexible storage options on VxRail. And then finally, we wanna take a look at reimagining uh, simplicity and the addition of new features to our vXRail HCI system software to give even more uh, flexibility, control, and, and automation to our our users.
0: Perfect. Sounds great. So let's start at the top. I think you mentioned initially reimagine agility. Uh, can you give us a bit more detail on that?
1: Absolutely. So if you've you know been listening to any news around. Uh, Dell Technologies lately, you've definitely heard of the introduction of our next generation nodes. We had a huge launch about that a few weeks ago. It was really cool. Well, we're going to go ahead and take those nodes and integrate them into VxRail as well. Uh, You know, we're going to see huge performance benefits from this. I think we get 42% more cores. We get 166 more of that Intel persistent memory so we can tackle uh, more workloads, so we can provide... Uh, a little more horsepower for those applications. I think the bandwidth even doubles for a lot of the storage. So those, those databases will run faster. But the really great thing about integrating those nodes into VxRail is that that seamless integration, right? We put, we put 25,000 hours of testing in front of our, our lifecycle management updates. We We do the engineering and the validation of these nodes into the solution so that our customers don't have to. And that's been a cornerstone for a while of the way we run uh, these solutions and, and the way the nodes work in there. You know, you don't have to rip and replace nodes. You can run your your 13th and 14th generation nodes side by side, and now your 14th and your next generation nodes within the same system, um, you know, addressing your applications and evolving that solution as you need to.
0: Cool, that sounds Awesome. Um, Now, I I also noticed in the launch that we're releasing uh, some flexible storage options, which kind of excites me being on the the storage side of things. And that's part of the whole Imagine transformation piece. So let's drill into that a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here, uh, but we'll try to keep it pretty high level. So the main goal here is to allow customers or enable customers to use that that same simple VxRail interface and operational model to expand addressable workloads. And, and there's two, two ways we're going to expand storage um, with our new dynamic nodes. So first, let's let look at what a dynamic node is. It's a, a new VxRail node uh, that you can add into your solution, whether VxRail or vcf on VxRail. Uh, it It is an ESXi node, it has all of the great VxRail HCI system software uh, that in turn provides you with full lifecycle management of that node. The big difference is that it's designed to utilize uh, shared storage. So number one, you could take those nodes and you could point them to existing vSAN storage on other VxRail nodes. So across cluster architectures share that vSAN storage. The second use case for these is to point at external storage arrays. So when you're VCF on VxRail environment now, you could add dynamic nodes in, uh, then you could actually point them to something like a PowerStore so that you can take advantage of uh, the, the data-centric uh, features and functions of PowerStore to support those types of workloads. You could take advantage of maybe the replication uh, and even the data reduction, right? We, we know it's got a a four to one guarantee. And so that means a lot to our customers who are trying to address those specific data-centric workloads. And really the idea here again, is to wrap this all into a single operational model, extending that to our customers and, and helping them take advantage of that existing vSAN, You know, more granularly uh, manage those licenses, um, more effectively share that, uh, and then also extend that out to external storage arrays like PowerStore for all those those added benefits there
0: that's great um and being a storage guy obviously this is exciting news i know in the in the past we had supported external storage as it's kind of secondary use case um but this is now i guess more more formalized support what does this really mean to to the customers
1: yeah, that's that's a good question. So, yeah, we, we absolutely have allowed or, or enabled the attach of external storage as secondary storage. But now it's going to be the primary storage um, for these VCF on VxRail workload domains. So it's really going to give our customers the ability to address, you know, more mission critical workloads within the same VxRail environment.
0: Cool. So it's kind of really VX Rail is 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 moving up the stack even a little bit and being able to to play perhaps more in a more relevant manner for those you know higher level more enterprise mission critical type uh, type of applications. That's that's really awesome to hear. Um, and now I know you'd mentioned a third leg of the stool of the announcement, which was around reimagining simplicity. What what exactly is behind that?
1: Well, you know. Everything we do on VxRail is really about um, enhancing VMware and and making it more simple to implement, uh, more simple to deploy, and more simple to operate uh, day two going forward. So we've got a few pieces of that VxRail HCI system software that we're actually going to update to help our customers do that even more. Number one, uh, we're going to roll more uh, capability into the lifecycle management. So you'll see you'll see things specifically like NSXT and Tanzu updates uh, rolled into the lifecycle management. So instead of having to do maybe a couple of updates, one for your rail and then one to or one for VX Rail and then one for um, Tanzu, you can roll those together and complete them as one large update. Additionally, with that lifecycle management piece, we're enabling the ability to pause and restart updates. So this gives you a little more flexibility when you're gonna plan for them ahead of time, knowing that you can do a partial cluster update uh, and then you can pause that and resume it later. So maybe you have a a high traffic time period you need to avoid uh, and that that would be a a great use case for something like that. Um, I think the two most, uh, the two newest features of this and and most exciting, number one is the uh, ability to self deploy Nodes now as part our, our self-deploy VX Rail nodes. Our our larger customers especially asked us for this. The customers who are deploying at maybe dozens or hundreds or even thousands of sites, they need to do this according to their timelines and their guidelines. And honestly, they can probably realize some TCO uh, out of this, or you know, a little bit of uh, um, total cost of ownership, you know, reduction when they look at being able to take advantage of self-deploy on their own. It really makes sense for them if they're deploying to you know, storefronts, remote office, back office, or, or multiple edge sites. I think a lot of our small and medium businesses are still going to find that the Dell Technologies deployment is going to give them that overall ROI at a, at a better level, a better value, um, because they don't have to take the time out to, to focus on developing those uh, expertise, or, or maybe they just don't have them on site at all. The second part that I think is pretty exciting is the introduction of our node image management. This is actually gonna enable customers to take nodes from one cluster, um, re-image them, and then they can add them into another cluster. Or they could take nodes from a cluster, re-image them, and then use that configuration portal I just mentioned, and actually deploy them into a new cluster. So we're adding a lot more infrastructure flexibility to support their, uh, you know, their hybrid cloud or their private cloud uh, environments within their data centers.
0: Cool, so it sounds like we're really focusing on ease of ownership, flexibility, improved user experiences. Um, this has been a great update. Justin, uh, is there, where, where would customers go if they wanted to learn a little more?
1: Absolutely, and, and I know we've we've covered a lot. I feel like uh, I've been uh, talking <laughs> 90 to nothing for days about all these updates, but we do have a great launch page. So it's really easy, vxrail.is forward slash launch. That'll bring you to some update videos. If you just want to get a quick glance at them, it'll link you into the actual um, launch webinar that we're doing on today on the 2nd, uh, but cool. we'll be offering it. So you can go back and look at it later if you hear this in a couple of days. Uh, and it it links into um, all sorts of other VXRail assets so you can learn about it or even contact us if you want to.
0: Perfect. That's awesome. It's been really exciting. I really appreciate it, Justin. Um, This has been Mick Turner for the Power of Storage podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and Justin for joining us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and have a great day.